HD2 and on ScoreNorth.com. Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. I mean, I've done everything. Glenn Perkins. I've started, I've mopped up, I've closed. Glenn Perkins. We joke around and we have fun and he's different, he's unique. He seems like a guy that I'd like to have do it. It's me. It's Glenn Perkins on baseball. Sweet. Welcome to the Score North first place Minnesota Twins show. Glenn Perkins on baseball. I'm the host of this particular show. My name is Glenn Perkins. I'm here. Phil Mackey's back. Freshly engaged Phil Mackey. Uh, freshly freshly engaged in the show and freshly engaged in life. There you go. Yeah. And then future boy Derek Wetmore is here as well. <laughs> um, Hello. That's him. A uh, lot to get to, boys. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. I think the first thing is they're going to dodge a bullet today uh, not having to see Patrick Corbin. He's been really, really, really good. I was talking to Justin Morneau um, after the Indian series. I had worked that series. He had worked. He was doing well, this series. That's a sick brag. I know, I know Justin Morneau. <laughs> we were we were we uh, were coworkers and we're coworkers again now. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. kind of. I mean, I, dude, I don't, I, I don't do stops. that when you like tell you before Derek got here. You were telling a story about Derek. And I was like, <laughs> you should have set that up with. I was talking to a guy I used to work. First with. of all. <laughs> Morno's way cooler than Derek, so my story's uh, just still immediately cooler, cooler. But Jerry's still out. Um, we were talking about it, and that they missed that they missed Max Scherzer, so they were getting Annabelle Sanchez, but they had to see sure. they had to see Strasburg and then Pat Corbin, and he said he wasn't worried about the Twins. He says I never worry about the Twins facing any lefties, uh, and I thought that was interesting. Like they definitely hit lefties better when they're fully healthy, right? But like all like, of the guys who match lefties are out. Well, Cruz was in the lineup. But. Yeah, Nelson Cruz, and he doesn't look quite right right now. He's a little off, which is probably the first time all year I feel like he's he hasn't looked quite right. Um, and then, I mean, Mitch Garver would be in there, but Sano was out. Kepler, who's hit lefties really well this year, is out too. So I think, and just the role that he's been on, um, Corbin. So. They're going to dodge a bullet. I'm assuming they're going to get rained out today. Is it a day yeah. game or a night game? It's a it's a day it's a getaway day game. Correct. Oh, I thought it was night. Tonight. Oh, is it? It's a weird like getaway is it a, night. Is to it fly a six? Okay. Oh yeah, because they were going to get in really late. I saw mm-hmm. Royce tweet about that. Yep. And uh, I so who they knows? Might I'm not then, a, maybe. Yeah, it's like it's possible this thing clears and they play a late game tonight. But as we record this at 9 a.m. in the morning on Thursday, it doesn't look very promising. No. Here's the thing: if if and now this will. There's a lot of people who are going to probably listen to this, and like the, I'm going to assume that they get rained out. And the only reason why I want them to play because if if they get rained out, there there are no matching off days between the Nationals and the Twins uh, until the day after the season is over. So unless these teams need this game for standings purposes, they're going to play 161 games. The only thing that sticks in my head is. I want the Twins to set the Major League home run record, and if they play 161 games and the Yankees play 162, it could be the difference between them like yeah, not hitting I, three home runs or something. I, I also but. don't think they're going to go deep three times off of Patrick Corbin. That's probably true. Um, so, you know, there's that. It, it wouldn't matter either way. But uh, that being said, since the last time we were here, well, since the last time you were here, that I think that the Twins might have been in second place the last time you were here. Feel like you're like in and out for like one day. <laughs> Paul Molitor was still the manager. Yeah, you know, um, you know they hired Rocco Baldelli. They did. It's good. Yeah, they got a new pitching coach. Rocco the Twins should... have done a lot of things since the last time you were here. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Got a chance to work out. Uh, but so Michael Pineda, 
Um, I think that's the biggest news, and that's a big blow. Yeah. Uh, I was joking with Derek the last weekend that I said I knew this was coming. That's why I said all along that Brios was going to start the first game of the playoffs, <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> which I didn't know. Um, did you know that he did for? I did. I did know that. Um, like I didn't know beforehand, obviously, but it so came out after the just, fact. And, and I was, I was ended up, I, I was told the timeline of it all, and it, it's crazy that like with that hanging over your head, that you can go out and do like basically his best stretch of the season was from like the day he found out that this was happening. Unreal. Um, but the way they work, like you can kind of just do the math in your head. Like you find out, so he gets suspended on whatever September sixth or something, call it. Um, so you back up a ways for the appeals process. So mm-hmm. that takes you back like six weeks and then you Which back he up one, by the way, cause he got 20 games s- knocked kind off. of one. Yeah. Um, so he, he ended up finding out like in, I want to say probably, well, he got tested like in mid June. Okay. So it's usually like a month. It's like a month after you get tested that you find out. And then the appeals process takes like that four to six weeks, I guess. Um, super interesting though, that he did like kind of win an appeal. Um, the bummer of it is like the the biggest rub is that because it's not a performance enhancing drug, he would have been eligible for the playoffs. And so if he would have not appealed, he would have ran his suspension out like the last week or two of the season. But he wouldn't have been. But if he so if if we go off this timeline, he might not have been a guy that you'd want in your playoff rotation two months ago. Right. right? No, I know it's it's kind of a there's a it's a hmm. a lot of like weird stuff. Yeah. But yeah, and part of part of the reason, I guess, though, that being said, if he gets a sixty gamer, he can spend thirty days rehabbing, rehabbing in the, in the minor leagues, and then he, you know, he would have continued to build up innings and get, I think, somewhere close to a point of where he is now, where he was really pitching really well, and that to me was all the further he got away from Tommy John. Perk, how are you? Okay, you used to be the union rep for the Twins, and. I'm curious your perspective on now, as a Twins fan, as somebody who's like actively engaged in watching this team, are you offended by what Michael Pineda did? You know, I, I mean, yes, just because it's a stupid mistake. Okay. Um, I, for me, in this situation, he didn't he didn't cheat. Like he made a really stupid decision that is going to end up costing them something, and so that's the frustrating part. Like you go back to like. When Irvin Santana got busted for steroids, like actual steroids, yeah, that's even that's like you that's cheating, and that was a blow, and that was before opening day, and yeah. we were like, man, like we got to play a whole season now we're not our best pitcher. It's it's worse that he's out now because it's like you guys are going to the playoffs, you're probably going to win the division, and now you don't have your best guy, so that that blow hurts more. I think just like he didn't, it, it, it was a diuretic, so he was taking a pill that just makes you pee, and it's stupid, like. And at first, I'm like, well, that's a, that's a classic. The reason they test for it is because you're covering something else up. So, hey, yeah, you do steroids or you do whatever, all uh, PEDs all winter, then cover it up. Well, the timeline doesn't work out for that. He started taking it probably sometime around the beginning of the season, and then it didn't work or he didn't like doing it, so he stopped. And when they found it, they found so little. He was able to produce a sample. That's why he got some time knocked off. But... um you know, I mean, it's 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 just a it's a frustrating and like Nelson Cruz said it best. You know, they they talked to him after the fact, and he said you have to support him in the same way you do a guy that's injured, and and I agree with that, except for the fact that he didn't get injured. 
Sure. So it's a it's a tough. That's a tough one. It's like I, you. I, sorry, Phil. Go ahead. I would be I would be really upset if I was a player in that clubhouse. Not because I, if if it's if it's a cheating thing, I'd be even more upset. But I, but I think actually, you know what? I think I'm even more upset if I'm in that clubhouse because it's not a cheating thing, and it was just a space cadet idiot thing to do. When you've got all these resources, literally anything that you think is in the gray area that you would put in your body, you could ask somebody with the Twins or Major League Baseball or the Players Association. Yeah. And it's always like someone's third cousin that gave me this pill. So like, the, what, like the hard, what are you doing? The hard part is he wanted to lose weight. He had the knee thing earlier in the year. He wanted mm-hmm. to lose weight. And that's the part. Like, I was talking to someone else, and they're like, you know, how, how do you make that mistake? And I'm like, well, um, you know, put yourself in his situation. And you come from somewhere where you can buy stuff over the counter, right? And so maybe you can't do that here. You know, there's a language barrier. There's a there's a cultural barrier. There's all these other things that we have no idea, you know, what they understand, what they don't understand. Like, you can talk to him, and he speaks English, and, and you can see him do interviews, and he's he's got a great personality and all these things. He still grew up in a... In a in a completely different country speaking a completely different language. So like there's 28 years of like Mike Pineda being Dominican Mike Pineda and then just a handful of years where he's like trying to assimilate into a completely different culture. And so some of that stuff I think gets lost in translation. Like I think that's why you see like a lot of those guys yeah they're probably cheating and that that goes back to like how they grew up and that they had this opportunity and they want to make sure that they make as much money as they can because they came from nothing. So they're yeah. like, you know, it's a, it's an exorbitant amount of people from Latin American countries that get suspended for steroids versus guys from that were born in the U S yeah. It's and, much, it's more of an all or nothing, you know, right path for them. And, and there, and I, and I think the other part of it is just that there's a lot of stuff when they come here that gets lost in translation that they don't completely understand. Now the union has Spanish speaking people that can help them. They put out every, list of stuff yeah. every every notification are all in english and spanish so like they're definitely reading it but like I, I just think some of that stuff gets lost you know and like even with jorge polanco like i i to this day don't think that he did that on purpose like he's one of the few guys that i actually believed when he was like yeah i i did not know what i was taking just because i know him and i think mike you know is somewhere in the same boat that he just didn't know like he thought it was going to be okay because hey, I, you know, I got it from a, or you know, the person that gave it to me got it from a drugstore in yeah. my hometown. He probably yeah. got it at like CVS, yeah, right? I was telling water pill. Judd and Rami, we need to have a flow chart, just like on every clubhouse wall, a flow chart that says, okay, if you took something and 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 ate it, or it was a pill, if you put something in your body, and and the first path of the flow chart is, did you get it from a certified major league trainer? If the answer is yes. You're good, all right. It's good. You're all everything's everything's fine. If uh, if if you go down the other path of the flow chart, and uh, and the first item is okay. Did you get it from someone certified? The answer is no. Okay, is it your third cousin? Okay, well if it's your third cousin, I would say <laughs> just don't take don't it. put it in your body. Just okay, uh, is it like a friend of a friend named Vinny who like works at this shady medical place? <laughs> like no. Okay, just like it. The flow chart should always go back to. Check with someone yeah. with, and the that's team. what that is what it boils down to. Is if you don't get it from the club, I was like, I was telling some people that this weekend, this the stuff that we had access to three years ago was mind boggling. All the things that we had that they had available that was all NSF certified that we knew was safe. 
and with what they've done now with their strength and conditioning and and their medical staff and all of those things, I can imagine it's it's ten times now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, they have something that can help, and so. That's what it boils down to is like if you think you're going to do something, if you think you need to do something, talk to somebody with the team and they're going to help you figure it out. It's kind of too bad that like when you, he's he has been at times in his career one of the best pitchers in baseball with the Mariners before injuries. And now he's had this resurgence with the twins. And like you're going to look back at the nine years off and on of Mike Pineda. And the two things you're going to remember the most are him getting popped for a banned substance right before the playoffs and having a glob of pine tar on his neck when he was <laughs> yeah. a Yankees pitcher. So, yeah. he, so he's always kind of had this, he's had two major things of either just complete irresponsibility or just like not oblivious. knowing. Yeah. I, that's that's the part. Like you like, connect like those. his hand to his neck glob and like the, the, the Red thing. Sox are like, I mean, we have to flag this. But that's the thing. Yeah, it's it like, was, <laughs> that was so egregious. So like, he, like I mean, we might even talk about this at the time, but it's like, okay, here, I'm sorry if I'm breaking news and like if you have kids in the car who still believe in the sanctity of Major League Baseball, maybe change the channel for a second and then come right back. Every pitcher that I've spoken with uses something or or um, who feels like they need a little bit of stickum or just something so that the ball's not going to go sailing up and in. They have something, uh, pine tar, sunscreen, whatever. Not necessarily cheating, Glenn, and I'm not going to put you on the spot here. Not necessarily cheating, but more like, hey, I just want to make sure like everything's cool here and my stuff plays the way I want it to play. And if you told that to somebody... And then they took it and were like, oh, okay, cool. So, like, an entire neck full of pine tar? <laughs> and you had to be like, no, 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 no. Not like, not that discretion. much. Be Use subtle about yeah, it. Just like, think just about like it. wear a sweat-stained hat. You know, like, yeah, so think about I it. I never did that stuff. I I, I was sweat and, and rosin. Okay. Uh, a lot of guys did bullfrog. So, sure. it was like, it's t- sunscreen's legal. Yeah. Rosin's legal. Was it, was it, uh, Clay Buckholtz, who had it was an indoor game against Toronto, and his arm, his, like, his left, his non pitching arm, was just so aggressively soaked in yeah, bullfrog then, that then like, he, he decided got... just to like coat his hair in it after a while. Like he, he's like, I'm just gonna grow up my mullet and have a foot of hair in the back of my head that's completely soaked in something. Um, but the one time, so Jose Maharis did all that stuff. I don't know if it was pine tar. It was st- super sticky stuff. Sure. And I was playing catch with him one time. And he would like he put on his thumb of his glove and he would like grab some and then throw me the ball and you could hear it like out of his hand. Yeah. And I went like I didn't even think about it and he throws me the ball and I grabbed it and I just happened to put my fingers like right where his fingers were and I threw the ball like ten feet straight into the ground. <laughs> like it stuck so bad to my hand. Joel Peralta was the other one. He would warm up and you could hear the th- like you could hear it sounded like Velcro leaving his hand. Wow. And it, guys did not do. Guys don't do that stuff so because they think I they're mean. gonna hit a batter. That's BS. They're not doing that because they think they're gonna hit somebody. They okay. do. They do that because it's it. Like that's the whole Astros thing. That was the Trevor Bauer thing. Yeah. Astros was like helps them with spin. The spin. Yeah, you're increasing spin. So I didn't mean it to say like it's not <laughs> cheating. I meant to say like everyone kind of acknowledges that there's an ethical and legal gray area. Yeah. And Pineda, with in the case <laughs> of pine tar, right was like screw that. Like, yeah. What's what's the boundary? Oh, I don't know. It was like 50 oh, miles liked, back I that way. Stuff and I mean I remember his neck was like orange. <laughs> was like, it Tito? He had so much stuff on that his went neck. and shot a warning flare and was yes. like, "Hey man, this is what? What are we doing? Yeah, we're here? cool with it, but like not, not that, that cool." cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, he he wants to lose weight and takes that as well. I got to get a weight pill. I feel for him. Yeah, it's also dumb. 
Like, <laughs> yeah. there's just no two ways about it. Like, I've I've got to know him just a tiny little bit, clubhouse interactions this year. He seems like such a nice guy and a super popular teammate in that clubhouse. And I think even if I was his good friend, I'd be like, dude, you're dumb. It, that was not a smart thing to do. And now he's putting the twins in jeopardy. Although, as Rami said yesterday on the Twin Show, guys, because I got this news and I thought, well, put a fork in it. This goose is cooked. And Rami's like, dude, if your World Series hopes hinged on Michael Pineda, then you didn't have World Series hopes anyway. Yeah. He still feels really yeah. strongly that the twins can go win something. Well, and actually, and this is a good segue because Jose Barrios absolutely shoved in his outing against the Nationals this week. And. I know that the box score looked bad against the Red Sox. He went like five and gave up six, put 11 guys on base in uh, in his start before the national start. But he had the second most swings and misses in that start of any start all season. So if Jose Barrios is back, and I guess question for Glenn, well, I'll say this. If Jose Barrios is back, it's much less of a blow to lose Michael Pineda if you've got Barrios going to be your number one starter going into the postseason. But do you think he's back, I guess? I think he's on the right track. And we talked about this last week that some of the mechanical adjustments, some of the things that he's been working on can only be done in between starts. And then when you, then when you go out there, I, 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 I told Derek and um, Judd last week, they're going to work on that stuff in between starts. And then Wes Johnson's going to tell him on the day that he starts, just go out there and throw, you know, don't think about what we're working on. Don't think about where your foot's landing. Don't think about your balance point. Don't think about your rotation. Uh, just go out there and, and pitch. Let your abilities take over. We'll, we'll continue to work in between starts. So I think he's trending in the right direction. Um, and you can see that with with the velocity, that his velocity was better. I think he had fewer swinging strikes two nights ago than he did against the Red Sox, I believe. Right? He, I mean, he only had four strikeouts in seven innings. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he's trending in the right direction. And that's kind of what I said is that this is going to take some time over the next couple weeks to get him back to where he was mechanically. I never I never at any point thought he was hurt or anything like that. I think he probably had a little bit of dead arm and then some bad mechanics, and they kind of always go hand in hand. Um, and so he, to me, yeah, he's going the right way. And I think that I still think that results are less important than the process right now. I think, and when he can go out and do that, who cares? in a game like that if he didn't get as many swinging strikes. He had better velocity. I didn't see him pitch, but I'm assuming he had the mechanics looked a little smoother, a little better, um, and the velocity was there. So he did, you can you can see that the stuff that they're working on is starting to take hold, and he's still got three-ish starts, I believe. Yep, yeah. three more starts. And the thing you pointed out, Glenn, was that he had started to kind of get away from, not like he's a drop-and-drive pitcher, but, you know, getting into your back leg and really using that for power. And you pointed out to us last week on the show that he was just kind of like, it's almost like he's babying a pitch because it becomes all arm, and that back leg just kind of is there for the ride. Yes, the uh, the last start, his most effective outing in recent uh, recent weeks, he had that. Like it was, and I'm not a guy who can really scout pitching. I was amazed that you could pick that up just from watching him. And I saw a difference in that he's getting into his power, mm-hmm. and he was hitting 95s, and yeah. he was commanding fastballs in the strike zone. I was like, okay, there we go. This must be what Glenn was talking about. Yeah, and when he's like, it's the old thing, like you, you know, I, I think. TV commentators are always falling off the mound. He's falling off the mound. He's not finishing ready to feel like 
with the with the effort that guys throw with now, like you should be spinning off every pitch. Like you watch nobody's nobody like throws the ball and like stands there like Greg Maddox used to. Like you don't you don't throw the pitch. It's like that, you know, oh after you throw the pitch, you're a fielder. It's like, no, you throw the like throw the fire out of the pitch and then just whatever happens, happens. Like <laughs> I love it. Like for a hundred years, I feel like you go back and look at old timey pitching video, even like Greg Maddox in yeah. the eighties, nineties. And it was like the goal was like to finish balance, and then like you're ready to field it because you know, yeah, you're, no, you're, you're like, back to me. Spin off the mound, strike so, him out. Yeah, now guys are like, I'm just gonna throw this pitch 97 miles an hour of movement. Yeah, I'm like, gonna throw it as hard as I can, and when I do that, then my my there's not gonna be like a recall. My follow through is gonna take me to first base if I'm a righty, or third base if I'm a lefty. Like, <laughs> and the the other the hidden benefit of that is if there's a comebacker, maybe you feel it, but if it's hit hard, it's gonna hit you in the backside like the back somewhere the back or the butt or the uh, instead of like I would hate hitting in the so chest much. or you know Did you ever you get, get hit Glenn? I got uh, David Ortiz hit comebacker. Me. yeah he hit me uh, a one hop grounder um, in Fenway and it hit me like directly between the butt cheeks <laughs> if you catch my drift like directly and did you catch it it fell down to the ground. Okay, <laughs> I didn't. I don't have enough padding back there. Carl, if that thing hit Carl Pavano, it would have stuck. It would have for it sure. It would have stuck. Derek's lost it. <laughs> um, if you're Pavano, do you just you like kind of waddle over to first base and slip on so, the bag? <laughs> so I pick it up and I throw it to first. And Joe S was the umpire, and so he comes out to check him. And I'm like, that hit me right in the beehole. And and all I remember is his like extra neck that he has, like his chin thing was just like shaking because he was laughing, <laughs> which would be happening to Derek right now, except Derek is zero percent body fat. Yeah. Did you see? So, did you oh see the, the Joe West uh, clip from a week or two ago where he like fell on top of a, a, a base runner at home plate? Yeah. Was it like Raji Davis? Raji, and, the, yes. and then I, I watched it and I'm like, who picked him up? And it was the pitcher, like. <laughs> Up there, it like saw him like laying on Raji Davis. Was like, oh god, this is not good. And he like went and picked him up. And Davis, like, the, the look on well. Davis's face is like, why are you like, get off of me? What, what are we yeah. doing here? And it was like in slow motion. Like he kind of like started falling. Was just like, oh, like, <laughs> tipped. I hate to laugh. It's so sad. If but there's like, ever a sign though, like it's time to hang it up. Like when you when you start it falling, was my first thought. like. I, somebody tweeted out the 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 old clip. Remember the like life alert thing? Yeah, like you wear it around your neck, and then like the lady's just like laying in her bedroom on the ground. It's like I've fallen and I can't get up. It's like <laughs> Joe Westney's one of those. Yeah. Like, and yet he's <laughs> crouching back there for three hundred pitch and calling balls and strikes. Yeah, yeah flipping coins back there. <laughs> but yes, I got I got hit once and it hit me in the backside. So that's I mean that's oh, exactly amazing. why you fall off the mound. So. Amazing. This is the Scorner Twin Show, and if you guys like what you been hearing on the Scorner Twin Show, in particular this episode, uh, every Thursday, Glenn Perkins on Baseball. It helps us spread the word about the show and about Scorner when you give us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify, and when you download the Scornorth mobile app. So if you like stories about Glenn Perkins catching baseballs with his butt cheeks or Joe West falling on top of base runners, give us a five-star review. Tell us why you like the show on Apple or Spotify, and please download the Scornorth mobile app. All right, when we come back, I want to know from you guys... I surveyed the room on Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Right now, the Twins and the Yankees are neck and neck. The Twins have one more home run than the Yankees. A couple weeks to go in the season. How much do you care if the Twins wind up at the end of the year with the Major League home run record? It's the Scornout Twin Show, Glenn Perkins on baseball.
My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect your the Score North Twin Show. Have you guys ever wondered what it's like to be a twin? On Score North and scorenorth.com. All right, welcome back. It's the Score North Twin Show, Glenn Perkins on baseball. And I want to ask you guys, Derek Wetmore, Glenn Perkins, the same question. I'm Phil Mackey, by the way. Um, I asked this question to, to Rami and Judd yesterday. And the room was kind of split. I want the Twins to break the home run. They've already broken the home run record, but now they're neck and neck with the Yankees. This is very, very much a Sosa-McGuire thing. We're like, Sosa broke the record, but McGuire finished the year with more home runs, and so McGuire set the record. All now, three times, this is just a little aside, all three times that Sosa hit over 60 home runs, he didn't win the home run yeah, title. That's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> That's bad timing. And uh, it, it caused him to uh, launch a sad Pinterest page later in life where he just posted a bunch of weird selfies of himself in an office. If you don't know that reference, literally Google Sammy Sosa Pinterest, and you're welcome. So have you guys ever seen that, by the way? Sammy yeah, I have Sosa not. Pinterest? Okay, hold on. We'll get to the home run thing in a second. I need to pull this up from that. Okay. Actually, can we pull it up on that computer? Can you, can you, do you have the keyboard for that computer? It's that one. Okay. Pull it up, Derek, while I ask this question, and then... Uh, and then we can go to the Sosa Pinterest page. I, 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 the Twins are going to have a really hard time plowing through the Yankees, Astros, Dodgers, like World Series. That ship is sailing. Um, there's no guarantee that they're going to win a playoff series. I want this season to have a stamp on it. I want them to finish with the record. I want them to be the greatest power hitting team in baseball history, regardless of what happens <laughs> in the playoffs. <laughs> There's the Sammy Sosa Pinterest page. I'm sorry. I yeah. should have waited. Oh, boy. It's just him in a mustard sweater pointing at the camera. He's definitely just pointing at the camera. He's leaning against a chair. Casually. He's got his thumb pointing at a picture of something. Then he's, of he's himself, pointing I think. in a different direction. His hair appears to be painted on. That is that is like a plastic helmet of hair. <laughs> Poor Sammy. Yes. Wow. I'm telling you guys. It's one of the great hidden gems of the internet of the past 20 years. That and men who look like Kenny Rogers. Sammy Sosa. Yes, I'm the real Sammy Sosa, and this is my Pinterest. He's posing. Oh, that's a 600. We, so we, we played him. Look at him in the pink hat. We played him. Uh, so when I tore my lat in 07, I came back in September, and he was on his chase. He was with Texas, and he was on his chase to his 600th home run. That's right. Um and uh, he was not the same. I thought that said 60. Was like, he definitely didn't hit 60 homers with the Rangers. Um, no, not Rangers, Sammy Sosa. Yeah, that, uh, that's really something. P- uh, Pinterest. Yeah, go, go fire it up, Glenn. Go um, build a following. Can we, can we actually put you in a mustard-colored shirt and have you sort of just recreate the Sammy Sosa poses? Yes. Okay. Yeah, let's I, do I it. think I have one exactly like that. So <laughs> I don't think your shirt would fit me, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> So, are you guys in the in the same boat as me that I think I don't think it's just like oh it's just kind of a meaningless thing I think I think they should finish it off I I, I think this season means less 
if they don't put a stamp on it by finishing with the most home runs. I, I thought it was super cool, and I thought, I mean, they had a huge lead at one point. Like, they were, they were like, lapping the field. And I've, I found myself after, the other night when the, when the Yankees hit six home runs to pass them, like, I found myself not really caring. And I thought I would. Like, I thought it was really cool. I still think it'd be awesome if they get over 300. Like, that was, I remember talking early on in this season, like in April, maybe it was like, the first week of May, and they hit 50-some home runs. I'm like, they're going to hit 300 home runs this season. And yeah. like, <laughs> they're probably still going to do that. They've, they've got some work to do because they've, they've slowed down a little bit. But um, I, I guess I don't care as much as I, as I did. And maybe that's just like, well, you know, another thing that they could have done, or that a Minnesota sports team could have done that they're not going to do. And do the Yankees need that mechanism. record? Like the Yankees have it; they said it last year. Do the Yankees need that record? It would just, it would just be cool if the Twins had that record instead. It's of the just Yankees. a bummer because like the Twins have done so much with like this Bomba thing, and they have the counter out in right field, and they gave a they they. I don't even know what they did with like that bomb that they made over the weekend. And, like, oh yeah, that's going into the uh, Twins um, museum. Okay, like, their little so they had, case. like they did all that stuff, and I guess they did break the record. But did they really break the record if somebody else no hits more? No. Well, <laughs> well, do you think of yeah. Sammy Sosa uh, in addition to his glorious pinchers page? Do you think of Sammy Sosa as being a record home run hitter? No. And it's also just a weird tainted era for home run individual. Yeah, home for runs. sure. And some people would say that about this era, but I mean, not me. Some people would say that. And do I care? Is like, yeah, I care a little bit, but there are things I care more about. Like, I, I think every Twins fan, and maybe maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, Phil, but I think everyone would say World Series oh, yeah. over home run record. Yeah. Well, okay. if you got to choose, but put it this way: if they don't. If they don't win the World Series and they don't do anything meaningful in the playoffs and they don't set the home run record, then it was just kind did of they another play season? the season. Did you, <laughs> do you even lift? Uh, would you? Would you? I would take a World Series appearance over a home run record because I think that a World Series, like the home run record, would be a flag in the ground. That's like you climbed Everest and put you know the United States flag at the. Okay, it's like okay, cool, but if you go to the World Series. I mean, I never played on a World Series team, but my sense is you just get this like it's like a launching point. It's a okay, now most of your 25 man roster, you come back to spring training the next year and it's just different. It's a different psychology, it's a different understanding of what it takes to win at that level and the 6-7 month grind. I would rather if I was a Twins fan, they like won the pennant then had a home run record, and then you never remembered this as like the power hitting team of power hitting teams. Yeah, I mean, I hope that they do because, like you said, it the, like that's the not, not the goal, but like it, that's something that they I, like. It, they've been doing it all year. Like it would be nice for them to finish it off. The most Minnesota sports thing it'll be of all time yeah. would be they get passed, especially by the Yankees, and then they get beat by the they, Yankees. Well, in the they or they they lose the division and lose in the first round, like in the, wow. the one game playoff. Like there's that a would lot be the of most Minnesota thing of all Dude, time. We've got to cleanse this room here, guys. There's I know, a lot of negativity. Honestly, I hate to go down this path with Glenn, but we need to brace for the possibility. I don't think I don't think the divisions in too much jeopardy. Even if they oh? get even if they get swept by the Indians, they play the Tigers and the Royals for the last ten games of the year. Tigers, Royals, White Sox for the last thirteen. Yes. So there, I I don't think the division is in is in jeopardy too much. What's the magic number twelve? I think it's 13. 13? Yeah. But I think we should brace for the possibility that the Yankees take the home run record from the Twins and the Twins face the Yankees in the division round of the playoffs 
and therefore you run the risk of losing both of those things. To the yeah, Yankees. I, just that, like, that could happen. Conquer the Yankees in some way this year. How about hit 310 home runs, more home runs than the Yankees, and then get them in the first round and go beat them? The Yankees that would be hit glorious. 60 homers off the Orioles yeah. this year. Like, <laughs> Not that the Royals or the Tigers have better pitching, but to get to play the, like, you hit three homers a game off a team, I mean, come on. That's absurd. Yeah, like that's not... I'm torn on that because, like, there are a lot of teams in baseball not trying, but the Orioles are not trying. Yeah. So the same with the Tigers. About, though. But the Tigers came into the year very much trying. Um, That's how they framed it. Yeah, but it doesn't really matter if you're if you're if you think you're trying. Like, like the like individual not, players are trying. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not saying that like on a on a player level you're tanking. I'm saying that like. Detroit front office was thought better of trying to compete this year. Can we actually just take a moment to pour one out for our friend Ron Gardenhire? If you look at Gardy's last six years as a manager, and you know it's not like he's had a ton of ammunition on these rosters, but Ron Gardenhire's last six years as a manager, four with the Twins, two with the Tigers, 99 losses, 96 losses, 96 losses, 92 losses, 98 losses and 100 and counting so far this year with the Tigers. Yeah, that's a that's, that's a rough, man. Long chunk of years. <laughs> you think you know, Gardy looks like he's 90 now. When I when I talked to him guy. when he was a bench coach with the Diamondbacks, he wanted to get back into managing. I'm wondering if he wishes he was still a bench coach for the Diamondbacks right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's making enough money, although he did. So he has one more year I think left on his contract and um I, I think I didn't I didn't hear this. I, I just read the quote on Twitter. He said something like, Hey, you know, uh you know, I'd love to stick around, but I'd understand if they had to make a move. It was like as far as you can go saying I'm good if you fire me. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not gonna quit because I I'd like to make the money. <laughs> you know? Well and yeah, he wouldn't quit because like I think he genuinely likes doing it. Like you said you talked to him when he was in Arizona, like that was a pretty good gig. He had a good spot there. He didn't there. like that, though, because he wasn't in charge. Exactly. He wanted to be in charge, and I don't know why on earth you'd want to be in charge of this baseball team. That's like, a they, good question. I saw, we talked about it last week, their offense is, like, historically bad. It's one of the worst if you look it's at like things one of the like worst, weighted on base. It's, like, one of the worst 10 offensive seasons of all time. Brutal. So, what, as we keep peeling back the layers of how bad the Tigers are, is Miguel Cabrera just, like, is he just done? I just cooked. I always hesitate to say that because, like, I've thought that about some other all-time greats in the past. Like, I thought David Ortiz was cooked, and then he came back, and he was David frickin' Ortiz again. I thought he Chuck, only had one year of like subpar, and I think he had. I mean, he dealt with yeah, Miguel but he was like thirty-eight with some injuries too. I know, I know, Glenn, but I was just like, I got to the point where I thought ah, this was it. But like, tip your cap. I thought the same thing with Justin Verlander. I was like, he's going down, he's going down, and now he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. There was a there was an article in Fangraphs about Miguel Cabrera and, and the comparison, the the similarities and the differences between him and Albert Pujols. Okay, where where Pujols they were both very similar hitters, tons of power, high average, um, you know, few strikeouts, a lot of walks, like stuff that you don't typically do, especially from the right side, and Pujols in his decline. Like lost the ability to hit, but just hit home runs. And Miguel Cabrera is a little bit of the opposite. Like sure, he retained yeah. his like singles ability, interesting, and has no power. Yeah. And they've kind of dealt with a lot of the same lower body, you know, a lot of like below the knee stuff, like calves and hmm. Achilles and so yeah, Miggy's like ankles, a, like stuff that does sap your power. He's a very large version, twenty years older, Luis Arise. <laughs> 
Yes. Where he's like, hey, bat to ball. Oh, you're going to try to get me? It is funny to try to see guys like set him up. Because, sorry, unless you've got great stuff, like... He's gonna go. Oh, you got him set up for the fastball away. No problem. Yeah, he's he's in he's in real danger of not hitting 500 home. He's I guess he's under contract long enough. He's 25 home runs away from 500, but he has 13 home runs over the last two years combined. So like, yeah, Injuries, a guy who man. you thought five years ago you thought and this dude he, might like, hit 700. Not that batting average matters at all, but what's he hitting? Isn't he hitting like 290? Yeah. So like he's still like a hitter. He just has yeah. no power. Yeah. He hit 300. He only played like. A month and a half last year, but he hit three hundred. He hit two ninety nine last year. So I just pulled up. Uh, I feel like we do this probably once a show. The playoff odds, and the Twins are still ninety five percent to win the division. Like you talk division. about the fact okay. that they have this schedule, you know, down the stretch. I mean, that that's it is close to their best odds all season. So it seems like hey, four game lead, and you know they they they're going there this weekend, and that's a big series, like it is, but. The mm-hmm. the not the elephant in the room, but the thing is the those last thirteen games. Like, if they win one, if they win one against Cleveland this weekend, then yeah. the magic number is eleven, the, 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 and then they have thirteen games against those teams. Like, they could the, the Indians could conceivably win every game, and the Twins could mm-hmm. like they just played these teams and went like twelve and two. Like, if they went eleven and two, the thing's over. I, and I like that's to look the at, Indians not losing at all. Right. I like to look at the loss column too. I mean, you can look at the games, but the the Twins have a five loss cushion on the Indians right now. So even if the Indians sweep three this weekend, the Twins still have a two loss cushion on the Indians with White Sox, Royals, Tigers, Royals on their schedule. And uh, I don't think they're going to get swept by the Indians. By the way, so that's another thing. And the, if you look at the Indians, it's not like the Indians play. You know the Yankees for two they straight weeks. They finished with the Nationals, but they mm-hmm. they have, uh, Nationals on the road, and they also play the Philadelphia Phillies in a three game series, uh, Friday, September twentieth through the twenty second. So they get they get teams that are feistier than the teams the Twins are going to be playing. Now the Twins are going to lose a game, like they're going to lose a couple games to the Royals or the White Sox. The, the Twins aren't going to just win all of those thirteen games, but the math doesn't check out if the Twins. Avoid a sweep against the Indians, and the Twins go like even like nine and four. In those I games. mean, even if they go eight and five, if they win one game against the Indians, and then they go eight and five in the last thirteen, the the Indians they have to lose two the rest of the way. Yeah, <laughs> which is why they're a ninety five percent odd, and they're they are a ninety nine percent. To win, to make the playoffs, ninety nine point two percent to make the playoffs. Does that so. factor in the Minnesota sports thing though? Like it's ninety five percent, just you know. I think there is the an board. import in the algorithm for that. Yeah, but but <laughs> yeah. Minnesota sports, so it's like eighty five percent. Yeah, you right? just knock it down a little bit. So when, the, when they play the Yankees in the first round on Fangraphs, it's good to the Yankees. It's a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this doesn't make sense. Let, no, al- let alone the fact that they would arguably be favorites in the series. <laughs> no, we ran the polls. Would the Twins be favorites? Like whether it's Vegas or um, probably not. They'd be road because so the Yankees are going to finish with more wins, so the Twins will be road. So they like even if they were dead even in talent, it'd be mm, fifty five forty five or sixty forty Yankees. But I also think the Yankees probably they're perceived to have a little bit more talent. I actually like how the Twins would stack up against the Yankees. I wasn't joking. Like I'd go face them. The Yankees are the feel favorite. Okay about it. This is where yeah, if if the Twins probably sixty forty. If Kepler comes back and he's sort of healthy, CJ Crone, it, it it really all depends on how loaded is the Twins lineup. But without Byron Buxton, the Yankees are the favorite. But it's not like an eighty twenty favorite. I think this is even without Byron Buxton, 
I, I was going to say, I think this is the best the Twins match up with the Yankees in all of the series. Although I thought going into that 2010 series, I thought that Twins lineup matched up well. But then you look at what the Twins had to run out for for a playoff rotation, and like we love him, and he turned out to have a really good bullpen career. But like Brian Dunsing started Game Three of that series yeah. in Yankee Stadium. The tone was set in that series in Game One, not taking Liriano out, letting him face Granderson, yeah, triple off the yeah, off, the, yeah, yeah. off right field, on right field. Um, I yeah, I mean, I, I like their, I like that series. Yeah, it'd be fun. I mean, I like that a heck of a lot better than I like the Astros. The Astros are just absurd. They yeah. they called up who's the I got to pull this up here. The Astros called up a dude who's played seventy four games when and has like seventy four RBIs with a twelve hundred OPS. Like they're just like oh we're just gonna reach into our minor league system and call up the best hitter in baseball. Oh, Jordan Alvarez. Yes, Alvarez. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's gonna win Rookie of the Year. Yeah. And, um, and by the way, so uh, Yuli Gurriel, who's yeah. like thirty five years old now, and he's having a he's having an incredible season. Gurriel has. A 900 plus OPS, uh, 30 home runs. He he ranks seventh in OPS plus on that roster, and he's like any yeah, other year twins, would be in the, the running. The Twins are still the yeah. better offense. Uh, it's like kind of neck and neck, but but they have what the Twins have, which is you're when everybody's healthy, the eighth guy in your lineup could hit like third or fourth for yeah. the Tigers and Orioles and Marlins. It's a bananas loaded lineup. The difference is they've also got some starting pitchers that you'd love to lean on. That series might be more like a two to one if I was to handicap it. The Yankees, I actually like the Twins. The Twins have a fight. Chase I honestly that. think that's. I think it's a coin flip, and I don't. I don't think it even matters 50/50. that they're that they're. Okay. And, and for what it's worth, the Twins are better on the road. Yeah, that's true. That is a really like significantly better on the road. Do you know why? They're, or no, do you have any theory? I have no, no idea. Yeah, I don't get it. They, but but they're, they've, they've been awesome. They're uh, uh, they win two out of every three. Yeah, yes. It's like six fifty, six sixty, or something yeah. like that. Crazy yeah. on the road. Nobody so, does that on the road. So okay, I, let's let's take a quick break. I have a off of all of this sort of playoff odds and Yankees and stuff. I have a I have a bigger picture question for uh, you guys. Did we, we just jinx here. it? Are we being too presumptuous? No, I don't think. I my question will sort of flush that out. All right, it's the Scorner Twin Show. Glenn Perkins on baseball. Of Score North, the Score North Twin Show. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. All right, it's Score North download time. I'm Manny Hill, and uh, Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins uh, talked with media yesterday. And uh, as you know, in Sunday's win over the Atlanta Falcons, Cousins only threw the ball 10 times and completed eight passes. Uh, Vikings want to find some balance in the offense. The question is, does Kirk Cousins want to have to throw the ball 50 or more times? Uh, I have no interest in in dropping back 50 times if we don't need to. I'd like to win the way we did last week if that's the way it can happen. I'll play whatever game is called, whatever game we need, and all that really matters is that we find a way at the end to win. And I'm not going to nitpick or look at any of the the steps along the way to get there. Let's just win. Well, Kirk, uh, one way of not having to throw the ball 50 or more times on Sunday is to not fall behind and take care of that football. We'll see how it goes. That's your Score North Download. Now back for one final segment of Glenn Perkins on baseball. This copyrighted show is presented by authority of the Office of Score North. It may not be reproduced or retransmitted in any form and the accounts and descriptions of this show may not be disseminated without express written consent of Score North. Thank you, Glenn. 
This is the Scorn of Twin Show. Glenn Perkins on baseball. Um, all right. Here's my question to you guys. I went back. I don't have the exact research in front of me, but the last 30 years of World Series winners, only like seven times has the team with the best regular season record won the World Series. So I, I read that it's baseball is a lot more like hockey in the postseason than football or basketball, where football or basketball, if you got Tom Brady or you're the number one seed with LeBron James, Miami Heat, you're probably going to win the championship. Hockey and baseball, it's much more likely that a wild card team or a six seed in hockey is going to get hot and make a run, right? So how much of October as it pertains to the Twins this season and just in general is just, hey, you know what? Sometimes things get weird in a five-game series. If you win game one because your bats got hot or Justin Verlander wasn't on his A game, it's it's a totally different series now. So that's why like Michael Pineda being gone, Byron Buxton being out doesn't like especially like Rami's point, you know, if you're banking on Michael Pineda, you're you're not going to do it anyways. It's it's all about like if they start hitting home runs or continue to hit home runs the way they have, they have a chance. And it doesn't matter who's playing center field. It doesn't matter who's pitching. And I said this last week that it's basically, for me, each game is going to be a race to like six or seven runs. Whoever gets there first or the quickest is going to win the, that game. And and if they continue to do that, it's going to win the series. It, it it It's all about scoring runs. Like, this isn't pitching and defense is going to win a championship for any... The Astros are the only ones, really, for me, that that could like pitch their way to a championship. And they don't even do that. Mm-hmm. They don't pitch their way to wins. They hit their way to wins. It's it's all offense. If the Twins are hot, if those guys are raking the way they've been raking, they have they have as good a chance as anybody. So you know that feeling that you've had a few times this year when the Twins just take off and it's just like opened up, the floodgates are open, everybody's hitting bombas. That same feeling that you've experienced like a dozen times in the regular season, where you're like, "This isn't fair!" Like that other team's not even playing the same sport. That same thing can happen in October, and if that happens in one game, a series flips. You're like, "Oh, okay, all right." That's how the yeah. Twins got here. That's how they won 100 games. There's also another path here too. If, if it, let's say it matches up, Twins Yankees in the division series, and then the Astros get a wild card team. I think as a Twins fan, you can root for, okay, who is the best kryptonite for the Astros in the first round so that you don't have to go through both Yankees and Astros? And it might actually be the Indians with their starting pitching. Like oh, that would be fascinating. If the Indians can just get hot with Bieber and, and if, if they can just run out starting pitching that shuts the Astros down for a couple games, and then you wouldn't have to deal with the Astros. Of course, you'd have to deal with, if you the beat the Yankees, beat the, the team Astros. to beat the Astros. And, you know. <laughs> Go ahead and make your prediction. It sounds like you're already painting the picture. It's okay. Get it on the record here on uh, I think they're gonna, September 12th. I think the Twins are going to beat the Yankees in the division round. And then all, then we'll see what happens. Then all bets are off. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm with you. I, I, I honestly like their chances in that series. If that's, I mean, if uh, it seems like that's probably the way it's going to shake out. Um the, the Yankees don't get to play the Orioles anymore. They're yeah, done with them. That's, right. so They're done. Yeah. that's like, haven't they beat them like 15 straight games this yeah. year? It only feels like 100. Yeah, we're going to have, so the Orioles uh, have 98, so we're going to have, uh, the Tigers already have 100 losses, and the Royals have 92. So we're going to have three 100 loss teams in the American League this year. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's I mean, we talked about that before the trade deadline, that it's yeah. like the haves and the have nots. Yeah. And there's the really Marlins like, are going to lose 100 in the National League, too. So we're going to have four 100 loss teams. National League has yeah, a little more parity. They actually have some interesting some good races. Teams. Like yeah. there's, you know, with the Central with the wild cards. Like, and I guess that I mean I haven't paid attention to the American League wild card just because 
the Twins have been leading the division, but that's there's a, like the Indians aren't in the playoffs right now, correct? Not guaranteed. It's three teams for two spots: Tampa, Oakland, and, and the Cleveland. Indians are in third in that. Okay, in the wild card. I, I, they were maybe not now because they've won the last couple, but yeah. Hey, good show, guys. It's good to have you back, good Phil. Show. It's good yeah. to be back. Yeah, yeah. yeah you look uh, you look grayer since the last time I saw you. I feel like every day I look in the mirror and I'm like, Am I 50 now? Like I get a new gray hair every single day. Welcome to the club. Yep. So, when's your next TV? Derek, Derek gets a new red hair every day. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. Are you on TV anytime soon? Um, the second to last series of the year is that. Do they finish with the Tigers or the Royals? Royals. So, I got the Tigers series. All right. Right yeah. on. Which may be the clincher. Could, Could be. be the clinching series. Could be. If you want to hear, uh, if you missed Glenn Perkins' clinching story from earlier in the show, that was a clinching story, actually. <laughs> uh, give us a five-star review. Score on our twin show. This is Glenn Perkins on baseball. I'm Phil Mackey. That's Derek Wetmore. Thanks for listening.